right, Elliot, uh, you are first. Um, when you get to the door, what are you doing? It's it's closed right now. Oh. Uh, are are the other two like right behind me? Other two are right behind you. Uh, nunchucks out, ready to go. Cool. Ready to bra. Uh, Ellie does a little like stand back motion and then yeah. he kicks down the door again. Great. It's it flies open. It was not locked. It was it was totally open. Um it's empty. There's nothing there's no one in there. Just their stuff. Oh, this is a this is a little awkward. Edgar's gonna start going through their suitcases and seeing what he can find. You're looking through, so like it just to give a little um layout of the room, it's it's the same actually room as yours. There's a pull-out couch that Ralph has clearly been sleeping on. It's filled with all of these um, Dorito crumbs and, like, uh, wrappers of uh, uh, gross candy bars and, like, Mountain Dew caps everywhere. And it's just sort of become a mess, and it really stinks over in that little corner of the room. And then there's um, two separate beds. Uh, one uh, was was uh, where Dolores was sleeping, and one was where Lucius was sleeping. Uh, they both are pretty, like, well-organized. The Dolores one is, like, rather extravagant with all of the suitcases and things like that. They all have, like, these incredibly intricate designs and drawings on them and runes everywhere on them. They seem to be, um, they just seem to be like sort of very well-made luggage. And then Lucius uh, is more, uh, a little bit more um, uh, clean, just doesn't have anything like, it's just all sort of um, very basic um, looking uh, luggage and and things in there, but he's, he's got well-organized space as well. Um, Let's say you look through all of them, they all seem to be unlocked, like none of them are, are locked or anything like that. Uh, when you get to Lucius's um, suitcase, you find a folded up piece of paper. And it's like, it's, uh, you know, it's just clothes and stuff like that. But in the, um, like the little, uh, what you call it, like the, the mesh um, sort of side there, you see this like folded up piece of paper. Okay, take it out and read it to the group. Okay, so it's got tally marks it's almost in the form of like a calendar like it's got it's it's but it's not really like a 12 month calendar just seems to be sort of grouped into um into sort of sections of tally marks um and these tally marks there are hundreds of them maybe even thousands of them it's it's like a pretty large piece of paper and at the very end there's this um red circle uh down at the bottom and in that red circle, there is an arrow pointing to it, and and up, uh, and from that arrow, it says "vacation" in three with like three exclamation points. It's just like vacation, like right here at the end of this um, sort of tally mark. You're not sure if this is days or whatever, but then you look up at the top, and in um, scrawling scratch lettering, there uh, it says um, "number of souls needed for S," and S is underlined. Um, and like bolded, like it's got, um, there's some weight to that letter. Um, so you gather that these are, uh, a number of souls that have been collected for, um, for whatever this S entity is. Uh, and they were just at that, you see to sort of that, like where that red circle is, there's maybe like enough room for like 10 souls or something like that. Like it's, you know, it's at the very, very end. So they seem to be in, at this like last little step. Um, of the process here. Hmm. So we've got the souls here. Is that we've got the bag? You do not have the bag. Yeah, oh, we no, don't. Okay. We have the bag. They have the bag with them. Uh, uh, yeah, I assume that we don't find the bag. No, the bag. The bag is not there. The bag. Um, you are guessing. Uh, I mean, you know, you're guessing that it's with them. Um, you saw it only one time in the. Uh, in the visions that, um, like, you saw the the souls being stuffed into there, but you haven't seen it since. Hmm. Then, as you're looking through Dolores's uh, suitcase, you've come across a whole bunch of old pictures, like, ranging from, you know, maybe, like, 10, 20 years ago to, like, at the start of pictures, and then you get even further back to where it's um, more just, like, uh, drawings or paintings of them. and. It's all three of the hags um, in their full hag form, just like gross, disgusting. You see uh, what looks like the shorter one with like the blue humanoid. um, I mean, just like horribly pustule, like seaweed hair. Um, It's got all these knobbly knees and um, gigantic boils sticking out. And it's got these rotten teeth. Um, It's right in the middle of the two. 
Lucius is on the right for every um, photo. He's the tall green hag um, with, again, like these bony protrusions. And he's got this like gigantic um, like ears and just sort of really strange body proportions. It seems like when he transforms, he becomes even um, more like large and and, uh, intimidating, Um, much more like a classic hag, though. He's got long silver hair. Um, with these like wild yellow eyes. And then Dolores is decked out in all of these runic, um, uh, what look like she's got really long braided hair that's um, sort of wild and unkempt. Um, and she has this uh, staff that, at, and in some of these photos, has the heartstone in it, you recognize. Um, at some point, the heartstone goes away and she doesn't have it anymore, but uh, for a little while there, it, it was there. Um, and they are standing in all of these photos in front of various tragedies. So there's them in front of uh, the site of someone hanging. There's them in front of a grisly crime scene, them in front of sacrifice, sacrificial offerings in front of riots and burning buildings. Um, in one of them, all three are holding parts of a body and like, you know, doing that thing where they're like holding it up to their mouth, like just about to bite it. Um and then along with that, in all of the pictures right down at the bottom, there is this large dog-ish looking thing. Uh, it's got reptilic sort of scaly spiked body uh, with horns on the front. And it's got this huge, I mean, its face is massive. Its head is huge. I mean, it sort of uh, tapers down to its tail. But it's it's a large, it would be like a massive dog um it, relative to uh to these to to the hags uh and you can see around its neck is this collar that says Pete um, and that is what you find you find a bunch of these pictures um Elliot knows what this thing is right Elliot you do recognize this thing as a hodag <laughs> that my friends is a hodag What's a hodag? Oh, what? You mean you you all you've never heard of the hodag? Nah. The news to me. He's just only the most famous cryptid of Wisconsin. Uh. You know, I kind of answered my question when I asked it. Um, there are cryptids in Wisconsin. Well, where's Wisconsin? All right. Anyway, uh, the point is, this is not a. Uh, this is. Has uh, some serious stuff we're in, we're mixed up in now. Um, I guess oh, we that, already knew that, that was, so I guess there isn't really much more a point. The the f- over fifty souls of children missing were not serious before. Well, no, but it's continuing to be serious. <laughs> um. Well, we need to figure out what we're going to do with this. Um, Edgar's actually going to take that suitcase with all the evidence and. Uh, Maybe like put it in his room real quick. It seems like it could be valuable later. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, I mean, it seems as though they've obviously been the ones behind crimes for many, many years. Uh, if we look at the tally of souls, are there dates associated with that? No, no dates associated with it necessarily. There's, it's more just like um, it looks like there were times when they weren't collecting souls, and then like a group of souls were collected in, in a big amount. Um, so do they we seem, see, yeah. Go so do we see a group of like, I guess roughly 50 souls all at the same time? <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, yeah, you see, you see multiple ones of those. Um, there are, and I will say that this paper seems to have been like for a while, like it's, it's an old, old paper. Um, and while there aren't like specific dates, you can kind of tell that, uh, this is like grouped by maybe like year or something like that. Like there's, there's these like big sort of columns of tally marks that are, that are stacked upon each other that make it like, if you're comparing the years of these photos and the years of, and like the, the tally marks here, like you can start to make sense of like, okay, maybe this was like a decade here. Maybe this was a couple years here where they're like, um, they're doing large amounts. Cause there's some dates like scrawl just here and here and there on the right. paper. Nothing sort of like, you know, set date here and set date here. Gotcha. Well, they've obviously been at this for a very long time. I think it's about it's about time that their tyranny has ended. That sounded so lame before it even came out of my mouth. But you know <laughs> what I mean. 
Um, so that we've gone through all of their stuff. So it doesn't seem like we. I assume they've pretty much taken everything that would be important. It's not like, oh no, I left my. <laughs> well, we have the. Did they have them just leave like the heart stone in the bag or something like? No, that? nothing like that. Yeah, they've they've they had all of their important stuff on them. This is just like the shit that they use to pretend that they're humans. Oh, um, really? uh, other than the hag's eye, they didn't have that on them. They didn't yeah. have that on them. That was uh, yeah. Shot. <laughs> that, that got that got fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> um, right so yeah you found i mean you found you know you look through their suitcases you find just those a uh, couple pieces of information but there's not a ton here that it was not like they were having like a um it, this wasn't their base of operation you know right um well first of all we should probably just track them down and i i guess we just killed them right like there's there's no other way of really putting it we have to murder them well i'm sure not invite them over for dinner i'll tell you that much i <laughs> certainly hope not they probably eat your soul um kicks sorry this soul is not on the menu for dinner that i'm not throwing for them oh that's a good one i'm gonna write that down what cassio do cassio kicks the door open out from the other side now great it's it's fully broken <laughs> it's not it's not made to go that way <laughs> so it's just <laughs> so would we know who is in like the nearest room yeah I so i was just track them down. I, I was gonna remind you you sent um uh evelyn is back in the um in in the front of the train uh shoveling coal because she needs to um keep the train moving um, yeah, she works super, super hard. Uh, and then Gabe was left to sort of his own devices. He seems to be not maybe in the greatest mind state. Um, but Jack, Sarah, and Huey all went to the bar, um, and the Beckers went back to their room. And that's it. There's not, there's not that many other people left. Um, so Oof. that's where everybody is in the, in the train right now. So should we... Should we um should we each go to one of these groups of folks and make sure they're all safe? Um I'll check the bar. <laughs> yeah. Um I, I say we split up just for the sake of making sure that we can save as many people as possible, hopefully. All right. Uh Edgar, do you have a preference between the uh the other passengers and the family? Um, I'll go check on the other passengers. All right, so I guess I'll go to the Beckers. Cool. All right, let's do. Um, if you're going to go check on the other passengers, I'm going to say that uh, we'll do Elliot first, um, just because the Beckers are are closer, sort of in this in the way that the train is made. Um, as you approach the Beckers' door, you can hear just sort of quiet sobs and the sounds of a family mourning from the other side of the door. Uh, Elliot's going to knock politely. Yes. Excuse me, uh, Elliot Hofstadler, FCC, just coming to check in on you folks. You hear Isra come up to the door. Um, she doesn't open it, but she's talking to you from across the other side. Um, how, how can we help? Well, ma'am, I'm just here to check in, make sure, in light of everything, that you, you all are safe and uh, feeling like, you know, as, as much as you can, like... You're not under any immediate danger. I appreciate the concern. Um, I'm mostly just crying over my daughter who has essentially been turned into stone. So, no, we're not in any immediate danger, but um, we're not doing great. Yeah, I completely understand, ma'am. And as I said before, I will do everything in my power. Uh, my so my associates and I as well to uh, return uh, the uh, soul of your daughter Deirdre to her uh, body, return uh, life as it was to uh, its previous state. Thank you. We just we need our privacy right now. Of course, I understand. You can hear her walk away from the door. We've got Edgar and Cassio going to the bar. Check on the other passengers. Let's do it. Cool. You walk in, uh, Jack. So uh, Gabe is behind the bar, just making like, uh, just like 
throwing together things. He seems completely out of it. Uh, he's kind of making this like weird burger with like salmon and then also um, like just this strange combination of a chimichurri that's not really a chimichurri. It's a weird sort of thing. It's a weird vibe going on right now. Um, and then Jack and Sarah and Huey are all like raiding the bar because they're not even asking Gabe and they're just getting blitzed because they don't really know what else to do. They're kind of freaking out. So they're drowning their sorrows in some drink. I mean, it is free. It is free. Yeah, Cassie is going to sneak in and grab two beers. Uh, yeah, Gabe, like, doesn't even turn around or look. You didn't even have to sneak. Like, you you do that stealthily. But, um, yeah, no one's, no one's stopping you. You get two nice beers. Cracks them both, one at each end. Amazing. <laughs> um, and so everyone's accounted for in this room, right? It's not like we're missing anyone or... Yeah, no one seems to have been missing. And I'll remind you, like, the the scream from Lucius happened not too long ago. Like, the, the investigation into their room only took, like, 10, 15 minutes. Um, it wasn't, you know, there wasn't anything yet unlocked or something like that. So the the time between um, you guys telling everyone to, like, go chill and we, we'll take care of it, and now is only, like, a half hour. Um, and in that time, a Haggai was destroyed and your room was almost blown up. <laughs> Right. Okay. Um, I, I'll just kind of make an announcement to everyone. Everyone, please stay calm. Uh, I would ask that you all stay here. We are handling the situation, but danger is still afoot. So please just stay where you are. And honestly, I guess just keep doing what you're doing. You're, you're doing great. Um, ah, yes, good man. We'll do that. And you can hear Jack and, and Huey and Sarah all laughing, and they're just sort of like chatting. And- <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> generally annoying um, um down at the end of the bar now have any of you seen lucius ralph or dolores by chance have they come through here no i didn't see anybody i just saw like i mean gabe came in here and he was making like drinks and stuff and um he was trying to make us like poutine and that like wasn't really working so um but no i haven't seen i haven't seen those guys in a while all right and did you hear a scream not too long ago um, yeah, actually, we did. We were all wondering what that was. You... And it wasn't just a scream. It was like someone was like cursing. It was like, oh, like they stubbed their toe really badly. Interesting. Okay. Um, Do you know which way it came from? Did it seem like it was more towards the front or the back of the train? Uh, if I had to guess, I mean, it kind of sounded everywhere, but. I would say, I mean, it was definitely not, it was definitely not here. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't here. Yeah, I, thank you. I, I gathered as much. So I feel like if it wasn't here, it was somewhere else. Prop, that's accurate. And okay. if it was somewhere else, I would probably say, I would probably, I, I would probably say the back of the train. I'd probably go there. Okay, perfect. Thank you. That <laughs> took exactly as much time as it needed to, to say that. Um Okay, perfect. Please, again, stay here, and you know what? Just keep drinking. Keep each other safe, and keep drinking. Can you do that for me? Yeah, Huey. Huey's like full in discussion with Jack, like talking about um, like Bitcoin and like microtransactions, just being like, uh, you know, just saying like generally inane things. Um, it's really up right now, and I don't think it's gonna come down. I think we're going up and up and up. Uh, <laughs> And uh, yeah, they're they're deep into their into their wine and their uh, their bottles of beer and, and hot toddies and all that stuff. So they're good for a while. It seems like they'll just get sort of more plastered as it goes on. Perfect. Um, and actually, you know what? Cassio's going to or Edgar's going to turn to Cassio and be like, Cassio, why don't you grab the highest proof bottle of liquor behind? Yeah, the bar? say no more. <laughs> okay, very important. Do not drink it right now. Cassio goes and grabs it. Okay, perfect. Can you please hold on to that and not drink it right now? I mean, he doesn't drink, like, much of it, but it's a swig. Yeah, um, it burns. It hurts. This is uh, Everclear. I mean, this is not... They had some Everclear on hand. Okay. Mm -hmm. This thing, this train does not mess around. Ouch! (laughs) (laughs) How is it still cool? (laughs) Perfect. Um, let's, <laughs> let's get Elliot and make our way towards the back of the train. Yeah. 
Um, cool. Cassio is riding his ripstick like in circles around Edgar as he walks. <laughs> yeah, you see, um, yeah, Jack like looks over and his eyes kind of bug out of his head. And Huey also looks over and is like, what the heck? Because they have been sort of blind to your ripstick as a hoverboard um, up until this point, but they really it's can't. It's your own. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. You guys go, um, Elliot, are you heading to them as well? Like after you've had this conversation with the uh, Beckers? Or you- I think I'm going to go towards the front and talk to Evelyn just because she's closer. Cool. Yes. You walk up to Evelyn. She is like shoveling like nobody's business it seems like this whole thing has freaked her out and she is just sort of putting her mind to like getting you as quickly to the end of this trip um so that everybody can get off the train safely um uh am i interrupting huh oh uh shovel 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 no it's no problem i'm not i'm not doing anything what what do you need shovel 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 uh well well ma'am uh just going around making the rounds as it were uh checking in on everybody uh, seems you're uh, busy at work here, so I won't take up too much of your time. Uh, just please ask that if anything, um, you know, suspicious comes, if anyone, if you're alerted to any presences that should not be up here, uh, please just let uh, myself or uh, Edgar or uh, Cassio, preferably one of the first to uh, know immediately. Oh, sure. I mean, definitely. I'll, uh, no problem. I mean, I, I've got tons of free time. So if anything comes up, I'll let you know. Um, I, I appreciate it, ma'am. Absolutely. And, you know, have a have have a nice one. I just got to, you know, I got called a shovel and things to not think about. Evelyn, um, if if I may. Uh, oh, are you there? Too? Oh, you're here, too. Oh, sh- sorry. I thought we uh, I I thought we all went. No, that's OK. That's OK. You. Uh, yeah, you come up. Um, Evelyn, if I may ask. Uh, so you you've worked on this train for, for a long time. You know, it's ins and outs, correct? Yeah, about 10 years. Yeah. OK, perfect. Is there any form of. Um, I guess from the front of the train, are you able to control um, the heat or anything like that? Um, I assume it's the like cold generated, so that's probably where all the heat is coming from. Yeah, it's not easy to control. I'll tell you that. Um, the amount of coal that I put in here, you know, causes the train to go faster. Um, it also provides all of the energy needed for the heat of the train, um, which can be controlled with some thermostats uh, in the train itself, but there's not too much, and some of them are pretty faulty. Um, but the windows do open up in most of the trains, so if you needed to cool down something or or heat something up, you can sort of work with that. That's what we've been doing. Perfect. If we wanted to turn off all the heat in the back car, how is the thermostat in there, or is there any way of doing that from outside? You, in the back car? Let's see, in the caboose? Um, I don't think that there are any windows in there. I mean, it's just a full, um, there's some, like, there's some doors, you know, the storage doors that you'd have to open up just to get all the big boxes in that you can open up. Um, but other than that, there's no there's no doors. Hmm. Or there's no and window. No thermostat either? No thermostat in there, unfortunately. It's just, you know, no one's staying in there, so it's not we don't need to it's just usually used for extra luggage or something like that. So nothing needs to be kept at, at temp. Right. Um, what time of day is it? Is it it's, uh, it's Are you the- asking Evelyn that? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Well, I, no, I, <laughs> I'm asking you. Yeah. Really, really, whoever can see. Uh, oh, um, whoever's around. It's the evening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's the evening. Mm-hmm. But, Five o'clock well, somewhere, right? And Cassie, <laughs> take another swig of the Everclear. Right. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I'm trying to think. Are there... I said that there's windows in the back. This this could be an odd question, but are there is there any maybe toolkit or emergency kit that might have flashlights on the train? Yeah, sure. yeah I've got one. Uh, I've got one right here, and she just uh, there's one in the in the front of the car. There's there's one of these in in I think every car. Um, we just have oh. to have them sort of on on hand. Perfect. Uh, I'll I'll turn to Edgar and Cassio. Let's gather as many of these as we can. I have an idea. I guess as we're proceeding towards the back of the train, we're going to pop into each car and try to find the flashlight from each from each of them. Sure. Um, yeah, you've got. Let's see. There's one. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, 
uh, eight, <laughs> nine, ten. There's ten flashlights. Per, well, that that will hopefully do. Um, do we want to say that we just go to the cart right before the final one? Does that sound what you guys think? Sure. Yeah. Cool. Um, and I, is it fair to assume that there's like tape or like rope or something on this train we could use to tie all these flashlights together into a, a mega light? Yes, there is rope uh, in in the first in the one that Evelyn showed you, like the the first aid thing that Evelyn has. Um, Perfect. Yeah, that one that one is like the main one for the entire train, so that one has rope. Awesome. That we will tie all these flashlights together and turn them on and be ready to go. Cool. You guys have you're turning them on now. Um, I guess we can wait on it, right? No, it's it's fine. If, I just want to know. I brought extra batteries. <laughs> Thank you, Cassie. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait, if you had extra, why did you have any in your gun? Uh... <laughs> Does Cassie like to chew on batteries? <laughs> Not anymore. They make my teeth feel spicy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... I guess Edgar will hold a hold the flashlight, and he's going to wait for the door to open, and then he'll turn all of them on. Cool. And you guys are at the last, so you're in the you're in the one right before the cannon, the 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 cargo. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, when you turn it on, there's like a you know a blinding. It's ten flashlights all together, so it's massive. <laughs> um, you almost have to like shield your eyes from it. It's so strong. And then you are at this last door here. You open it up. And nothing happens. The cannon room looks empty on the inside. But now you're in the cannon room. It's also fucking cold in here, just so you guys know. Like, it's freezing. It's kind of cold in here, huh? um, Taylor, I also just want to remind you, last session... I did mention things being in the cargo hold um, that might be of use to people. Ooh. Yes. So, I already got everything useful out of there. Yeah, you did a good job. Yeah. Um, you got a fun experience of shooting uh, Edgar in the back and also a sweet fucking... I got stick. rewarded with the ripstick. Yes, you did. <laughs> and I will yeah. reward you again. <laughs> Edgar, why weren't you paying more attention to your surroundings when we're in the cargo hold? Now is not the time. Um, so I think the first thing Edgar's going to do is he's going to do a sweep with the flashlight to make sure that nobody's actually around here. Perfect. In the in the in the, in the yeah. In the car. Um, this is the cargo hold, right? Same thing. Yeah. Great. So you are in. Yeah, you're in the cargo hold. You don't see anybody. Um, you do find a. Uh, a really sick vest. Ooh. Um, it looks just kind of like regular, but then when you stare at it for long enough, it starts to have this like optical illusion. Um, and it almost looks like it's kind of like one of those things where it's like on YouTube, where if you stare for too long, like then you look at something else, you'll feel, you'll see like trees or whatever, you know, it's just like this weird. Uh, uh, right. Right. Like a, a strange optical illusion thing. Gotcha. Interesting. Um, hmm. Edgar's going to put that on as over you his regular vest. <laughs> Perfect. As you pick it up and start to put it on, it uh, basically clasps to your vest now. It like it goes to like a perfect one-to-one um, uh, uh, attachment to your vest that you're currently wearing, and it gets this uh, strange um, optical illusion pattern on it, um, and you have now gained the... Uh, vest of etherealness. Um, oh, hell yeah. Elliot's going to lean over to Cassie and be like, get a load of two vests. Yes. Uh, vest of etherealness allows him to step into the ethereal plane to see cool shit like the souls of the damned and Dolores as she's snatching stuff. Ooh! Mm-hmm. Softest fabric known to human, shimmery, almost amorphous look. Interesting. I'm ready to fuck up Dolores' day. Yeah, so as you put it on and you start to, like, see that, you get, you immediately shift um, into the ethereal plane. Uh, and in this 
plane, you see everything that you're seeing before. You can see Cassio. You can see Elliot. There, it's just their bodies. But then, of course, as you look at them, the instant that you do, it's almost like that optical illusion happens again. It becomes shadowy. Everything is tinged with this sort of sepia tone, um, with things not necessarily making sense in terms of their like uh, their biology, their anatomy, the way that they should look. Everything is a little bit off. And then as you look at them, they almost become like, they almost break apart into this weird, um, this weird mind fuck that's happening. So you see a lot going on as you step into the ethereal plane. Um, and as you do, you hear the vest whisper to you like, Master, welcome to the ethereal plane. I am your guide, Percival. Uh, hello, Percival. Are you are you the vest? I am indeed the vest. Oh, nice well, to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Uh, how did you get here? Do you belong to the hags? No, no, I don't belong to the hags. I don't belong to anyone except for you, my master. Oh, I belong well, to you uh, and for you. Well, I have to admit your timing is perfect. Uh, we're going to fight those hags, uh, so I would understand if you want me to fold you and put you away for now. I have no idea what you're talking about, but... Don't worry about me, I can't be armed. I'm in the ethereal plane at all times, so... Oh, good. Well, uh, strap in, it's going to be a bumpy ride. Excellent. I look forward to working with you. You as well, on strictly a professional level. Right, you snap... (laughs) You hear Percival, and uh, you snap back to the uh, corporeal plane. Um, And, yeah, you now have access to the ethereal plane. Uh... And yeah, you're heading into the um, into the cannon room. So you walk in there. There's nobody in there. Uh, you just see this like fucking big ass cannon that's sticking out. Um, it's huge. Like as you haven't been here yet, but there's it looks like there's ammo everywhere. Like this thing has been stocked and like ready before. Like it's loaded, um, or like someone has tried. You know, there's just like stuff strewn about. This room has obviously not been kept up. Um, it doesn't necessarily look like it would work. But there's a big-ass cannon that's probably, like, 15 to 20 feet long, and it sticks way out of the, um, of the, <laughs> of the car um, into the night sky. And as you connect, you can see sort of, like, the snow bluffs um, passing by as you look out the top window as it's sort of freezing in here. Um, oh, boy. So it's, like, an open, an open roof. It's an open roof, yeah. Open roof of, up in here. Yeah, so this is, like, uh, this is the top of the, um, of the cannon. Air oh like this is what it looks like. Yeah, you've got the cannons sort of sticking right out of it. Um, if we don't see anyone around, uh, Edgar's going to turn off the flashlight, um, but still keep it at the ready. Um, looking around, uh, it, it appears that they're not here, but are they on the roof of the train? Cassio's going to jump on his ripstick and grind up the cannon onto the roof. <laughs> This ripstick's so fucking red, it grinds against gravity. Yes, master, please, let's ride! (laughs) And you fly up the, you fly, you grind up this sick cannon grind. Um, And as I jump off the top of the cannon, it it goes off and just fires (laughs) off a shell and explodes. Um, (laughs) That doesn't have to happen, that's fine. Cassie rides the bullet into space. I'll, I'll say this. As you grind up the cannon, um, it doesn't seem as like non-usable as you thought. Like it seems like it, it, it doesn't have any like massive wear and tear. It seems like it's in relatively like fine condition. Um, there's no parts of this that make it look like it's fully broken. Um, but yeah, no, nothing goes off with it right now. Uh, but you do, you grind up through. You make a little duck, and Cassio is full on like on the outside of the of the train he's on the top of the train you've you've grinded up here and now you're just like chilling on this side um it's fucking freezing you're wearing jeans jean shorts um and i believe a tank top right oh yeah do you have the picture right there yeah uh yeah cassio's nipples are like diamonds like he is (laughs) like it's just crazy how hard they are he wishes he had some more that ever clear you know, I was going to say before he went up there that uh, given the nature of the sea hag and how it responds to cold, there's no likely way they're up at the top of the train. Yeah, I was kind of uh, wondering if he's already gone up. And also, he gave me his bottle of Everclear. God damn it, Cassio. Edgar's going to like start climbing up the cannon just to make sure Cassio's okay. 
see anything up here? Like, can I, I can look out to the rest of the train cars, like the roofs of all of them, right? Yeah, you see, um, you see a couple figures mm. way at the front of the train. I'm going to skate my way up to them. Cool. Well, hold um, on. I guess maybe I'd, maybe I'd wait a second. Okay. Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, if Edgar's on his way up, maybe I'd like grab him by the elbow. Yeah. You and, basically, uh, yeah. I mean, Edgar, you're climbing up. Again, this cannon is huge. It's not really that hard to climb up. Um, so you're just making your way up there. Uh, Elliot, are you I following? I Elliot will too. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's starting to get really cold. You guys are sort of buttoning up your jackets as you get up there. Um, and again, like way, way, way in the front of the train, uh, you know, maybe four or five, six cars ahead, you see it's really dark out again because it's, it's nighttime. But you do see like the huddled figures of um of three of three beings um uh, do we i guess as we're kind of like slowly working our way towards the front of the train edgar will try to yell over the winds just enough so cassio and ellie can hear him should we try to get closer or do we want to go for a ranged attack i don't know if we have range that'll hit him from this far away fair enough I'll hold off on the flash, the mega light. Sorry, patent pending. Um, yeah, you guys are so you guys are holding off on stuff. Um, I'm gonna say that as you get closer, you can see you can see Ralph, um, just chilling on his back. He's asleep. He's dead asleep. Uh, it's super cold up here. Doesn't really have any, anything to do. Um, Lucius is holding his head, um, with his eyes just sort of like he's holding his his uh the head and and right over his eyes just because he's like in so much pain with um, the destruction of the Haggai. His left hand is covering his eyes. Um, his right hand is staying as far away from his body as possible. It's just, it's just like sticking straight up inside. Dolores is actually looking your way, um, and she notices you, uh, and she opens up a portal. She opens up a door, a dimension door. Um, and she grabs Ralph and Lucius uh, and starts to jump through. Um. Edgar, flasher. Yep, I'll, I'll flasher. I'll pull up my big old mega light and turn that bad boy on. Great. You flash her, um, and Please. I'm going to say you're uh, you're probably like two cars away now. You've like maybe hopped over one or two. Um, so the light is not like really that strong. It is in the middle of the night, but there's also snow and things like that causing disturbance between the the flashlight and um, and Dolores, so it's not a full blast. Um, you do get, uh, you do see her, like, because she's looking at you as she's falling back through this dimension door, she, um, she becomes, like, she yells out in pain. Uh, but she is, she does actually grab Lucius and Ralph and just, like, falls backwards into it, um, and they disappear. Shit. Um, we need to go back. Wait, can you go after him with your uh, your vest Ooh. or whatever, what have you? Actually, yeah. Could I use magic to maybe try to, like, as the portal is closing, like, reach out and just, like, hold it open? I was going to say with your vest that lets you go to the ethereal realm. You... Oh. oh, yeah, I'll do that. Okay, if you use the ethereal, uh, the vest of etherealness, your body will not um, be moving, like your physical body. It's just, it becomes, like, your ethereal body. If you're up on this roof, like your body will potentially be knocked over by any number of things and you can't prevent it. Um, Yikes. So Um, there is some real danger there. And also like, they're not in the ethereal plane right now. Okay. uh, So it wouldn't necessarily be like super helpful. Okay. Yeah. If that's the case, then I'm just going to reach out and like, like I said, as the portal is closing, like try to keep it open for as long as I can and maybe just like see if we can get through there before it, it closes. Um, Is you, that possible? That's not really in your purview of magic. I'm going to say that if you want to, you can cast like an electricity wall like you have um, just in front of the door, like as if to block it or something like that. Um, oh, like you, kind of putting a bar in a, in a closing door. Sort exactly. Of like you don't really have you don't really have a way to uh, prevent them from going through it with the stuff that you do have or like you don't have access to their magic. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. So I will roll with uh, with laser wall. Boom. Perfect. So you put up like this electric 
bar essentially in front of like or like in in between the two sides of the dimension door yeah and like it it's struggling it almost looks like it's a bar but it looks like there's tension like it's going to snap as we're like racing like pushing against the wind trying to get in yeah absolutely so you um they fall through and they actually do fall through like as as they fall you cast this um and uh you get ralph and he actually wakes up because he's been like shocked by this um wall uh and he takes it looks like he's just like oh shit like he wakes up and he's like um they do fall through though the dimension door is closing um i'll give you like a couple more seconds to get there but you know this is they're not the same kind of they're just interacting in a magical way for a second um but her magic is much stronger than this singular it's like barbara Cassio wants to speed ripstick of speed straight through that dimension door <laughs> grabbing um, grabbing edgar and elliot by the by the elbow or the shoulder or whatever and try to get through that door Okay, this is going to be a fucking huge act under pressure roll. This is going to be the world's greatest ripstick. If you like, if you fuck this up, you're sending you and three people off this, uh, basically almost off the side of this, um, off this train. I would like to use a luck point to make my roll a twelve. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> awesome. Fuck yeah. Um. Yeah. So the the dimension door is closing. Um. <laughs> You fly. You like explain to me how you do this. Like, how are you picking? You know, it's it's closing in the matter of seconds. This is like Indiana Jones level. Like you sliding under the. Okay, so Cassio has two beers, one in each hand. He throws them (laughs) to the side. It's like spraying beer everywhere. He grabs Elliot with his left hand, and he grabs Edgar with his right hand, and he crouches down and takes a speed position and just blows through it. Like the this ripstick of speed is like leaving a trail of sparks behind it. Fuck yeah. Yeah, you guys fly through this dimension door. Um, as you get there, so you guys are now entering into a different realm for a second. Um, you see like horrible scenes all around you for just a split second, like in between where you are and where you're going. It seems like an eternity from uh, uh from your standpoint. Um, Edgar, actually, as you're looking into this like this pure concentrated like viewpoint of magic, you see all of these runes floating towards you and you get hit with this sense of like, um, like this is where I'm supposed to be. Like I need to be back here, wherever this is um, because of how concentrated in terms of its, uh, in terms of its magical quality it is. Like um, this is like, this is kind of the source of what Edgar has been studying for, for years. Not like, you don't get the idea that this is the source. You just get the idea that like, like this general area, this like general basically plane is where you should be like looking for answers. Right. Um, yeah. Not, not that this necessarily is the source, but like this general plane is where you should be looking for answers. Um, it's not the ethereal plane. You don't look at that. It's like you go into this and it's this orange glow everywhere with like these purple clouds off in the distance. Um, it kind of looks like as if there's like a gigantic forest fire off in the distance everywhere. Um, so you've got that like orange green apocalyptic haze um, with these purple roiling clouds off in the distance. Um, and you can see your reflections for miles up and down and off to all directions when you look there. Um, and this all happens in the blink of an eye. Um, and then you guys burst through, uh, you guys, cause you're moving so fast. Um, you're going to fly through you, uh, you come out into the dining car. Um, you come oh, out no. at the end of this dining car, like right here. Uh, and you fly through, I'm going to need like, I'm going to need act under pressure. What do you, what do you do as you fly through this door? Cause you're moving so fast that you don't really have time to like Edgar and Elliot, you don't really have time to make a reaction. So Cassio, it's going to be kind of up to you to, to decide what you're doing as you're speeding towards the end of this uh, dining room car. Oh, uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm on my ripstick. Are you going to hop off? Or are you just going to like, like fucking fly through the rest of this car? Uh, yeah, I'll just fly through it. Okay, cool. Um, 
as you go, you pass over the three siblings. Um, they were not moving as quick as you, and they just sort of fell out into the dining room car. Um, and you blow past them into, uh, you just like hit the door, and you guys tumble out into the the next car. Um, are they in uh, in like their hag form, or are they in their human form? They are fully in their hag form. As you st- as you fly into the next car, you hear like screams of everyone. Uh, from the uh, from the dining room car. Um, Get in there. Let's run back in. Yeah, let's go for it. Cool. Um, everyone who, uh, so all three of you, I just want you to take one harm. Um, as you as you like, slammed in. More like no harm. Um, you burst into the. Uh, <laughs> you burst into the dining room. You see at the end. Let me set the scene for you. Jack, Gabe. Um, Huey and Sarah are sort of close to where the hags are. The hags have dropped out like right here at the end. Um, they're collecting themselves. They're up. Uh, they are beyond mad. Like you can feel this demonic, horrible aura um, as you as you step into the room. Like they're super fucking pissed. Um, Lucius is still. Uh, like covering his eyes, but he removes them, and you can see this like gi- gigantic scar and um, gash across both of them, as if like when you had destroyed that hag eye, it like viciously ripped his eyes out of his sockets. Um, Dolores is carrying her soul bag uh, in her left hand, and the heartstone attached to a staff on the right. Um, and Ralph is awake now. You've sort of zapped him awake, so he is fully functioning um, and is just like look. I mean, just like horribly repulsive and uh, sort of creaking and groaning around. And the and Gabe and the rest of the passengers are just in stunned silence. Um, Lucius pulls out a little tag and clicks it, um, and you see this massive post, uh, puff of, like, purple smoke, and this gigantic dog-looking thing appears right in front of him, um, and it's Pete the Hodag. Uh, he has summoned it from wherever this hodag was. Um, drooling, uh, massive teeth, gigantic horns, big broad head, with sort of like this combination of like frog and crocodile and like sort of weird little um, like marsupial looking sort of thing. Like it's just all sorts of fucked up with spikes on its tail. It's a little dinosaur looking esque. Uh, and it's just, it's like. Um. So I imagine, are we kind of, like, looking at each other from opposite ends of the car? And, like, there's this moment where we are just, like, looking at each other, sizing the other up? Exactly. Lucius? How many feet away would you say this thing is? Uh, <laughs> the Hodak? Yeah. Um, they're all, they're all here, so let's just see. Be like, 50 feet, about? Yeah, it's, like, oh, I'm yeah. going to say, it's, it's a pretty long car. I mean, this is, like, 100 and plus feet. Okay. Cassio will leap up onto the bar and start strutting across over to the other side on top awesome. of the bar. Um, Lucius, the Hodag, looks directly at you, Cassio, and Lucius also looks at you. It seems like he knows where you are now. Cassio is spinning his nunchucks around, like, doing all the cool moves to, like, to show off that he knows how to use these things. Oh, I was going to say, when they turn to look at Cassio um, and... Does Edgar notice that as as the Hodag is following Cassio, that Lucius also does it? Yep. Um, if that's the case, I would like to shoot a bolt of lightning at the Hodags. You said it had three heads? No, it just has the one. It's just one big fucking head. Um, I am going to... Um... Oh boy, what am I going to do? I'm going to cast... A, a lightning missile at the Hodag's head. So roll some kick ass. Um, yeah, the the Hodag is looking at um, at at uh, at Cassio, so it doesn't necessarily know. Oh no! Five. So a failure. So I'm going to say, so you're shooting a you're shooting a a, a weapon, right? Like you're yeah, shooting, shooting a bolt of lightning. Yeah, you're my, shooting bolt of lightning hands. at this Hodag's head. Um, <laughs> it's it. Kareens and strikes Gabe. Oh shoot! Yep, he's holding like a cocktail shaker, just like, and it's just like this metal sort of thing, and it fully careens and hits into him, um, electrocuting him. Uh, can you roll? 
Let's see. What's your harm on that? Uh, it'd be one harm. One harm? Yeah, he drops. He's not dead, but he has seemed to be electrocuted and falls to the floor. Yikes. Elliot's going to jump over the bar and run to go try to stabilize him. Cool. Uh, you just need to do your uh, medicine check. As as this is all happening, um, Lucius says, scatter. Lucius and the Hodag go invisible. Fuck yeah, perfect. He's totally, he's, you've like, uh, you did some like chest compressions just to like make sure his heart and you caught it like right at the right time and he, he pops back up um, and he's just like, it's like, you know, after being electrocuted, you just have no idea what's going on, but he seems to be fine. Um, Lucius goes invisible. Dolores jumps into another door. Um, she's nowhere to be found. Um, and Ralph is the only one left standing there and he looks at you, Cassio, with hate in his eyes. Um, and he, he oh yeah, uh, Ralph looks at Ralph looks at Cassio as you're walking towards him, like spinning these nunchucks. I'm um, looking all very intimidating. Um, oh, you think you're one of the cool guys, huh? You're one of the cool ones, the ones that always make fun of me, the ones that cuck me, huh? How about this? <laughs> and he trains his eyes directly on you, and his eyes gleam. Um, you need to roll me act under pressure. Nice. A nine. Perfect. Um, yeah, you you resist it, uh, but it's really you're gonna have to take a couple steps back. You can't approach him. So he basically like trains his eyes on you and it glints, and all of a sudden you feel this like terrifying presence as if like Ralph is emitting this extreme alpha Chad energy. Um, and it pushes you back a few steps. Uh, hey, whoa, Ralph. Yeah. I wanted to teach you how to use these things. This gets all the girls. You want to listen? No, I don't want a lesson from you. Um, as because you're terrified, right? Like because you're sort of in this moment of of stepping backwards. It's not a full um compliment towards him or anything like that. Um, uh, he is not phased by this particular iteration. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna say that that's what happens to Cassio. Uh. Elliot, you went over and, and healed Gabe. Um, Edgar, you shot your lightning bolt. Uh, the two, you don't see where um, Lucius is, and you don't see where uh, uh, Dolores is. Um, Edgar, is there anything that you want to do? Ralph is just having this, com- like, Ralph is having this back and forth with um, with Cassio, um, and then he trains his eye on you, and it looks like he's about to do something to you next. Um. Edgar is going to blink into the ethereal plane. Cool. Again, your physical body will still be there. Um, it does not necessarily take your full like form. Um, so you will be like defenseless in this state. Um, but you can blink into the ethereal plane. Uh, I'll say like Edgar's going to like maybe slide and hide behind like here before yeah. he does it. Totally. Totally. Yeah. You hide behind there um, and you blink into the ethereal plane. Um, as you do, again, this whole world becomes sort of this, like, disorienting uh, madness in front of you. Everything is sort of, like, jibbled and jabbled, and nothing really makes sense. Um, you see Dolores. Uh, she is, uh, like, you can see energy here, um, and you have seen, like, where she just put this dimension door, like, where it's leading to. Um, and it's leading to the um, rooftop once again. She's She's gone back up. You can see it just sort of, like, pointing straight up. Sure. Um, and in this in this ethereal form, you can move in a way that's non-human. You don't have to like follow the rules of like physical limitations. Yeah. So um, Cassio is going to, or not Cassio? Edgar's going to like push off the ground and follow her. Sweet. You pop your head up through the roof and you see her on the top. Um, she has just sort of dug her heels into the. Uh, roof itself and has also gone into the ethereal plane and you see her ethereal body like this is all happening in a matter of seconds so she's just gone into her her ethereal body as well um and she spots you and she's like you you fuck you ruined everything for us i think it's time that you return the souls that you stole in and the world would be better off without you you have no idea what you're talking about i can't fucking return these I need these. Maybe you can, but 
let's see what I can do with it. And I'm going to point my hand at her and try to uh, shoot another lightning bolt. Sweet. Yeah, you can definitely use magic in this um, realm. You wouldn't be able to, like, hit her physically, but um, the magic definitely works. Uh, um, yeah, you uh, just act, uh, do the uh, kick ass. You're, you're going to cast that missile again? Yeah, I'm going to see if I can just blast her right in the in the chest. Sweet. Eleven. Yeah, you fucking you blast her right in the chest. Um, she because she's in her ethereal form, um, and you're using magic. All the armor stuff that she has doesn't really apply right now, so you do actually deal um a harm. You deal some harm to her, uh, and I believe that that's just one harm, right? Yes. Okay. Cool. Um. Uh, Anything else too- you got to do with it? Um, uh, I don't think so. Um, yeah, you hear this like oh, crackle. Oh, hold on. Sorry. Yeah. Um, actually, looking at my effects, I have lightning or entropy, so I can add one harm and make it messy to uh, yeah. to the base effect. Exactly. So you can do two harm. So you, um, yeah, you take you you like fucking blast her right in the chest. Um, as she's screaming at you, like this vitriol coming out of her mouth. Um. She's so fucking pissed at you, dude. Like, she's you, you have no idea. Um, you've ruined a lot of years of work just by like being around. Um, but you get her real good as this like lightning arcs out and it just causes this massive explosion on her, um, on her body, on her ethereal form. Um, when that happens, she jumps back into her physical body, uh, and screams at you. You can see because she's so magical, you can sort of hear her through this, um, this, uh, the difference in planes, and she's like, Fight me like a fucking asshole if you want, but do it here. Do um. So is her body on the roof itself, or is it back in the dining car? Her body's on the roof itself. She's kind of like she come. She came up and like dug her heels into part of this the roof itself. Like she dug her claws in there, uh, and so she was stable up here enough to like go into the ethereal form. It looked like she was going to do something else while she was up here. Sure. Um. I will go back into my body. Great. As that happens, uh, let's transition back to Edgar. Um, Edgar, you, or sorry, Elliot, um, you had been doing like the medicine check on Gabe. That's all good. He's feeling better. Um, you've got Ralph in this room who was about to go um, attack Edgar, but Edgar ran off to the side. Um, and Lucius has disappeared with his hodag. Where, um, what do yeah, you think? I think as soon as he sees Ed, uh, Ralph turn his attention towards Edgar, Elliot's going to pull out his pistol and he's going to shoot him. <laughs> fuck yeah um Romy kick, kicks some ass alright so you just like cool as a cucumber stand up and fucking just seize him blast him seize him and it starts blasting oh beautiful 10 killing it tonight um yeah you I mean you definitely hit him uh how much damage does that do that's two harm that's two harm hell yeah so he's got uh he's got these like you know his his flesh is like soft and spongy. It's there's like very little real muscle gross. there. Um, it's just really gross. So the the one bullet um, slams into him, and uh, it does do some harm, but not as much harm. It doesn't hit like a doesn't explode anything. Kind of gets sucked into his skin as it sort of uh, gets wrapped up in the folds as it gets in there. Um, he is just like. <laughs> You fucking piece of shit! I knew that you were talking to Moon. You fuck! I liked her, and you stole her from me. And Elliot's gonna put his pistol away and take out his grenade launcher and say, "That was a warning shot." Okay, he's gonna run at you, pissed. Um, and he unhinges like as he's running at you, he unhinges his jaw, um, with both of his hands. So he like grabs his face. And like rips his jaw down, like as if he was like one of the, like a shark that can like sort of double extend their jaw. He's gonna run and jump at you. Um, I'm going to need uh, an act under pressure roll to to either like get out of the way or or um, be able to deflect what he's about to do because he's gonna run at you from over here. So you have enough time. You're about okay. like right down here, and Cassio is on the bar. Um, right here. How how like wide is his mouth? Would you say? <laughs> um it's big like he has now fully like unhinged his jaw it's it's it could fit like a big mac like hole into it as as he's charging ellie's gonna try to shoot a grenade into his mouth <laughs> um yeah hell yeah uh 
Fuck me. That's so funny. Um, is that an act under pressure? Well, what do I want to make you roll for that? I feel like that'd be kick some ass if he's trying to hurt yeah. me too. Yeah, definitely. Kick some ass. Kick some ass. I would describe shoving a grenade launcher in somebody's mouth as kicking their ass. For sure. Let's see if it goes well. Okay, seven. I mean, that's a mixed success. That's not bad at all. 